episode 305. So Postmates is, they'll, they'll pretty much deliver anything. And if they can't deliver it, then I'll open the TaskRabbit app. And TaskRabbit is great for, um, I mean, they can come over and help you put together IKEA furniture. You know, we've had big parties and they've delivered a keg for us, for instance. Welcome, aftermarketers, to Remarkable Results Radio. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Welcome, aftermarketers, throughout North America and around the world to a very special interview. Now, we're going to hear from a Chicago executive that doesn't own a car, yet has no problem living a great life in the Windy City. Carm Capriato here on the Aftermarket's premier talk radio podcast. You're listening to episode 305 with Derek Kaufman and special guest Jorn Thompson. This episode is presented by Federal Mogul Motor Parts. They're the reason you enjoy these great aftermarket interviews. Hey, when you need innovation and quality, you need Federal Mogul Motor Parts. Brands like Moog, Felpro, Wagner Brake, Anco, Champion, Seal Power, FP Diesel, and more. They're the parts. Text trust. Find out more at fmmotorparts.com. And thanks for supporting these brands. Hey, welcome new LinkedIn Connections, Kevin Fallowfield, Harlan Wren, and Louis DiMatteo. And my new Facebook friends of the podcast, Scott Groen, Matt Petulis, Michelle Ross, Juan Manuel Tovar, and Robert Dyer. Thanks for your connections and for all social connections to the podcast and the Insider Newsletter. Go to RemarkableResults.biz slash social. Okay, here's the scoop on this interview with Derek Kaufman, Managing Partner at Schwartz Associates, and Jorn Thompson, Director of Business Development at Digital Kitchen. Derek was working with Jorn on a project when she mentioned to him that she didn't own a car. He perked right up, you know, he's a car guy. She further explained to Derek that her life works well without a car. Well, Derek gravitated to her story, recorded it, and sent it to me to share with you. Jordan hasn't owned a car for some time, maybe about 12 years now, and she lacks for nothing. While living in Chicago, our country's third largest city of 2.7 million people, listen to Jordan explain how she does it. The big takeaway for aftermarket professionals is that the services that Jorn employs drives the miles she would have. So those vehicles will need to be serviced, for sure. The fascinating hook in this story is that Jorn lives a great life in Chicago by using apps. Derek and I felt that you would enjoy the refreshing look at the integration of apps and transportation as a service into our lives. It's a must-listen. following up today on our previous conversations with Derek Kaufman of Schwartz Advisors. Derek's been following the emergence of new technologies and has done a lot of work to understand the growth and timing of autonomous vehicles. Hey, welcome back, Derek. Thanks, Carm. Very good to be back with you. I'm pleased to to do this episode. Uh, For this session, you're bringing something really, really interesting, an interview with someone who does not own a car. And I'm fascinated by this. You know, you may take a minute to explain how a person without a car can inform our audience, a bunch of car people for sure, about their future. Well, absolutely. 
You know, I met uh, a woman named Joran Thompson a few weeks ago while working with a company called Digital Kitchen in Chicago. Digital Kitchen, which is an unlikely name, I understand, but this company creates high-impact digital presentations for their business clients. So if you've been to the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta and you watch the pregame show, there is a screen around that football field that is 58 foot tall uh, and it has a 21,000 pixel resolution on it. Now, all the content on that screen is Digital Kitchen's work. That's the type of company they are. Okay. Joran uh, is the director of business development uh, for the company and while working with her on a project recently, she just kind of casually mentioned to me that she has not owned a car for 12 years. Well, come on, you can't just throw a you know a statement like that to a car guy and, and let it go past. Uh, so I, I was kind of all over that. You were probably like laser focused. I, I got to hear this, right? Absolutely. We were shooting a video and I, I just asked, can we turn the microphone around and, and interview you, you know, to, to understand how uh, she manages life without wheels. And I, I even told her, I said, you were the first person I thought of when she said that. I said, well, Carm's got to hear this. So uh, I, I think what she says could actually make some service shop owners happy. Uh, when, you, when you understand how she lives without a car. Very interesting. So Joran lives in Chicago. So the urban proximity is a big factor in not owning a vehicle, right? Yeah, really. I mean, that is a, a central factor. The ability to walk to local stores and restaurants is important. But as you listen to Joran, you understand uh, what it's really about is apps, web-based apps. That's how she manages life without a car. And as I talked to her, I kind of lost track of the number of apps she mentioned, but it was at least a dozen. I'm talking with Jonathan Jacelli, a technical product specialist with Federal Mogul Motor Parts. So, Jonathan, how does a service professional get the guru on the go van to their shop? There's a couple ways. We do what we call cold calls, where we go around and just visit shops based on uh, geographics. And there's also times where we team up with outside sales reps from other parts distributors and visit the shops on that basis. So I love this. You pull into a shop on a cold call, they see the van, and they're probably excited to see you. Yeah. I've had a couple shops where they've actually have already heard of the gurus via Facebook or social media. So when I show up, they've already been signed up and taken online classes. And now that the van's there, it's really easy to book a lunch and learn. So you're really an extension of the Garage Guru Training Centers. Yes, absolutely. So you're all done with your lunch and learn. You spend 45 minutes to an hour. Probably that's all you can really get from a busy, busy shop. What are the technicians saying about your shop visit? Oh, they love it. They thank me, you know, every second I'm walking out the door and just can't wait for me to come back again. Federal Mogul Motor Parks' Garage Gurus is your go-to source for the vehicle training, technology, and answers you need to keep your next job on track. On site, online, or on demand, the gurus are here to help keep your business and your career on the road to success. Visit fmgarageguru.com. Fascinating interview. Let's listen. Everyone listen carefully and see if you can figure out, pick all of the apps out that she uses. I'm Joran Thompson. I'm the Director of Business Development at Digital Kitchen, and I don't own a car. I live in Chicago. I have lived in Chicago since 2006. I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania, always had a car. 
I went to college at Augustana College in Rock Island, Illinois, and there at a car for a couple years, decided to move to Chicago right away after graduation with my best friend from college. And it was the day that my parents dropped me off that they brought with a Honda Accord. Great gas mileage, could kind of get dinged up. But I had an apartment in Wrigleyville. The Wrigleyville neighborhood in Chicago is very dense. Lots of cars, lots of tickets being given. And my parents actually said, this just doesn't make sense. We, we routed my route on the CTA, which is our public transportation system, to get to work. And it, it just didn't seem to make sense to have a car. So they actually each drove two separate cars back to Pennsylvania. And I kind of forgot that in this whole process of moving, my dad thought it would be okay to park a Jeep and a U-Haul in the um, grocery store parking lot across the street from my new apartment. And we woke up and it was all gone, towed. Um, and so I think after that experience, my mom kind of knew that I may not be the best candidate either to have a car in the city. So I thought, yeah, for now it's fine. I can always bring this car back. So that was in 2006. And here we are in 2017 and I still don't have a car. I've always worked in the city, so that's been a big help. But I've also probably moved about seven times in the city and regardless of what neighborhood I've been in or what you know, the transportation situation to work was, I always found a way to take the bus or the train. In 2011, I believe, maybe, yeah, 2011, I started uh, working in marketing for startups in Chicago. And so I was actually surrounded by lots of companies who were launching things, launching apps. And I just recognized and identified I identified with being an early adopter of all sorts. So if something came out, I would try it. No, no question about it. One of these, we had a client. I was helping to run a website with two other girls. So there were the three of us running this startup called Cheeky Chicago. And Cheeky Chicago was a lifestyle guide and website events. It was what to do and where to go. It was content for basically women who are 24 to 40 in Chicago. So we were actually responsible for launching Uber in Chicago. And at the time, it, they only had black cars. And so we had this promo code Cheeky. We would try to get out all the time. And Uber's expectation was if you get 30 to 50 signups, that is that success for us. That's our measure of success. I believe we got about 1,600 signups in a month. Here, we were just taking Ubers all the time. And granted, they were the fancy black cars, but slowly but surely then... Uber launched UberX, which I was taking first before any of my friends, and they were all terrified to get into a car with a stranger. But now it's completely ubiquitous, and everybody does it. So even with, even with that, we we did a promotion with Sidecar, we did a promotion with Lyft, and so I was always just very comfortable getting in cars with strangers, which is kind of crazy. But um, so since then. I try to walk to work in the summer when it's nice out. It's super refreshing. I can walk and then take the bus. I have my route down. But otherwise, if it gets to be wintertime in Chicago, it's just easier. I'll take a quick Uber. Over the years, I've had coworkers who've lived right next to me, and you can split the fare for rides. So sometimes that just makes more sense. 
Um, my husband, he does have a car and we just got married on uh, Labor Day this year. So, but his car is through work. So I wasn't actually even able to be on his insurance for his car up until right now. So I will be added to that, but I, I, it'll be interesting to see how much I really do drive and use it. Cause I'm truly not even used to driving in Chicago all that much. When I go home to Pennsylvania, I'll drive my parents' car and I'm loving it. And it's the Pennsylvania back roads that I know from high school. So that's a blast. But, um, food wise. So I got to bring up my, my, um, my apps. I have a whole delivery folder in my apps and Instacart is probably my most favorite. There you can get anything from Mariano's. You can get Costco. I mean, really any grocery store delivered, but it's very specific to grocery stores. If you need something quick at CVS and you're sick and you just need, you need a thermometer and some Tylenol and some orange juice, then I'll probably use Postmates. So Postmates is they'll, they'll pretty much deliver anything. They can pop around. And if they can't deliver it, then I'll open the TaskRabbit app. And TaskRabbit is great for, um, I mean, they can come over and help you put together Ikea furniture or they can, you know, we've had big parties and they've delivered a keg for us, for instance, or yeah, TaskRabbit's, they, it's kind of a wild app. They'll stand in line at a restaurant for two hours if you want them to. But mostly I've used TaskRabbit's if Hey, I really need something or typically it's that those last minute things. Like when I have a baby shower and I didn't get the gift, bye bye baby. And that would be really nice to drive to, but it actually is more cost effective if I have a task grab it, go and do it than if I Uber there and back. So it's kind of crazy. Then, uh, Amazon Fresh, they now have groceries. I've tried it once. It, it was fine. It was okay, but I feel like they're still getting their footing. So if that gets up and running, I'm a Amazon Prime is our every day. I mean, life. we is life. I don't know what we did. Laundry detergent, uh, paper towels and ball, toilet paper and ball, all of that kind of thing. That's always Amazon Prime. Christmas gifts. We always deliver Christmas gifts. So, so for instance, we'll also, when we go home to our families over the holidays, we will either take a train or we'll fly and you don't want to be flying with all these gifts. So we always just ship them where they need to be. And then we wrap them once we get there. Uh, dry cleaning is, makes me feel very productive because you just click an app, the drive, it's a DRYV, the drive app. Um, actually someone I used to work with or worked in the, in the 1871 community here in Chicago, which is kind of a big digital hub. Uh, started that. That has been a game changer. You just punch in the time you want them to show up. And then the next day they will deliver your dry cleaning whenever you ask them to arrive. And it is door to door service. So the more apps that are like that for food, Grubhub is great. And for groceries, Peapod is great as well. But Instacart is really the best one, I think, because you can get groceries delivered in two hours. So if you're having guests in town, you could even get your groceries delivered from six to eight in the morning, have it all ready. And, and I find, I find that it's beneficial for my time because I can sit there in my pajamas, be decompressing from a long day and get my grocery shopping done. 
all about the abs, all about the proximity, but also our neighborhood. We live in Wicker Park, so we can walk three blocks and it's just a booming community of retail shops and even just supporting local businesses like that. I mean, we were just strolling down the street and we found a little jewelry store and found my wedding ring. So that kind of thing too, where we really like to support um, those businesses and stay in the neighborhood. Fascinating interview. Thanks, Joran, for, you know, giving of, you know, what's going on in your world. It's really amazing the amount of stuff that she has delivered, everything from food to thermometers when she's ill. She's built a whole support infrastructure using her smartphone. Exactly. And, and, and she was so comfortable talking about it. You know, and I'd say that this is the message of the interview, I think. The thing that the auto aftermarket should feel good about here is, yes, Joran doesn't own a car, but she depends on other people's vehicles a lot. Her life as a non-vehicle owner doesn't work very well without a lot of vehicles delivering things. And the availability of those cars to companies like TaskRabbit and Drive and Instacart and the host of other names that she mentioned is absolutely critical. So vehicle uptime is a big deal to them. So service is critical, too. Yeah, the miles are there, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah. The miles are there for the people that are that are delivering things to Jorn. Um, so, so fascinating. Yeah, I didn't look at it, Derek, as, you know, anything bad. I looked at it as interesting, a, a millennial um, dealing with, with an urban setting. So, um, man, if I can only get TaskRabbit to stand in line for me at the DMV, I'd be a happy guy. There you go. That's that's what the life in the future is all about, Karn. Hey, Derek, thank you so much for your contribution and for thinking of the Remarkable Results Radio podcast listeners. Thanks, Karn. Hey, thanks, Derek Kaufman, Managing Partner, Schwartz Associates, and Jordan Thompson, Director of Business Development at Digital Kitchen. Thanks for sharing. For many of us, using an app is not what we would think of when looking for someone to construct our IKEA furniture or to even stand in line for us at a restaurant. In the New World Order, we need to pay attention to how technology is changing the way we run our lives with and without a vehicle. See the show notes for this episode, remarkableresults.biz slash E305. You'll get a link to all of Derek Kaufman's interviews. One thing I know is you can enjoy the podcast on an app. How cool is that? Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time... <laughs>